0: hello this is joe kwan the connection counselor today on executive presence morsels we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen be heard and be elevated hello and welcome back to ukemi week ukemi uh, loosely translated means the art of falling Um, it's used, it's a Japanese term used in martial arts, such as Aikido, uh, or Judo or Jiu Jitsu. Um, and today we're going to talk, uh, around Ukemi about the topic of learning the throw, right? So learning the throw. And so what that means is, uh, in Aikido, especially there's, you know, you partner up with people and one person, uh, I will say is called like the thrower. Right? And then the other person, uh, is the receiver of the throw. So someone, you know, doing the technique and someone receiving the technique is another way to think about it. And there's this concept you hear early on in Aikido, which, um, can be a little bit difficult to grasp or, or even believe. Um, and I, I suppose I didn't really, really, I believed it because I'm just kind of like that. Like when I'm learning something and, and it's got like, you know, Lots of history behind it. Like I I tend to say, you know, okay, at face value, I think this wisdom is probably pretty good. However, I didn't truly understand it. It didn't really resonate with me until maybe a few years after I started training, where instead of just um, intellectually understanding it, I could actually physically believe it. Because initially, it just seemed, I, I, you know, it, it just seemed suppose i was a little bit skeptical and i couldn't really understand how that worked even though if like in principle i wanted to believe it and that principle is that you learn as much from being thrown as you do from throwing people that receiving the technique teaches you just as much as performing the technique and especially for people who are first starting out that seems absurd right? You know, people performing the technique on you, you almost feel like a prop and you're like a practice dummy and it's so that they can practice. And then when you switch and it's your turn, it's like, oh, this is my turn. Now I get to practice my technique. And that whole part of receiving the technique and having it executed on you, something you want to do safely, but it almost seems like, you know, it's like the value goes 100% to the other person or 99% to the other person and 1% to you, right? Like you think that your whole value of what you learn to do happens from the actual throw and why would it be any different? And I remember, um, one day, uh, I think it was ikkyo, which is like the first technique. It's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like an arm immobilization technique. And I just remember someone was doing that technique on me and I could feel as they were doing the technique things that were working for them and things that weren't working. So I felt moments during the technique right the technique happens over you know three or four seconds maybe where they just felt like so not solid and i felt like if i really wanted to i could give them a hard time and then i felt at other moments and maybe with more senior students where like i felt like i was totally powerless like there was very few gaps that i could sort of try to do something to get out of that and so what that taught me was other people are probably feeling that about myself And it also taught me where the different gaps might be. So if I feel like someone's particularly weak in a certain area of the technique, now I start to understand, well, do other people feel that way about me when I'm performing the technique? So then I can concentrate on that specific point of weakness in their technique, hone in on it on my technique, and then make my throw and my technique better. Now, what does this have to do with executive presence and, and being an employee or, or you know, uh, uh, being in a in a company? It has a lot to do with it. And the most obvious way to think about this is bad leaders, right? Bad technique, bad Aikido technique, bad leaders. How many of us have had a really bad technique, uh, a bad leader? Raise your hand. I know we're on a podcast, but raise your hand. Where you've had a horrible leader and you've sworn, I am never going to lead like that when i have my own team i am going to make sure i don't do that raise your hand i'm raising my hand if you've ever done that or felt that and think about how that actually improved you as a leader going forward you received that technique you learned just as much by being led about how to lead well as a leader and that is why Learning the throw is not just about learning the throw. It's also about learning how to receive the throw and how learning to lead is not just about taking a training about all the great things leaders do. It's also about being able to be led and feeling and trusting yourself as to what's working for this leader, what's not, and then remembering that and applying that in the future to your leadership. And I think intuitively, maybe... We understand that, but maybe um, to think about it more consciously could be helpful. So when you're experiencing some really horrible, awful, bad leadership, I mean, it's not great. It's not a blessing, but, but think that there is something that you can get positive out of it. It can be informative, just like how when I'm getting thrown around, you know, armbarred and driven into the mat, it's painful and it stinks and I don't enjoy it. But there is learning moments. There is something you can learn from it. That will actually help me when haha, it's my turn, and the and and the tables are turned, and I get to perform the technique on someone else. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the connection counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear; it's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I often get asked, why did you create the Thrive Guide for high-potential, underrepresented professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly. I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I look for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this It ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons, 2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not, prevalent in leadership positions. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on udemy.com. Let's get thriving. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels Ukemi Week. Uh, As we wrap off this week uh, with the theme of one of my favorite uh, kind of things of all time, which is Aikido and, and training in Aikido, i um, really happy to be able to share some of this aspect of, of my life and and things that i love to do with you so today for our final episode 205 on ukemi i gonna talk about uh i guess maybe this isn't formally ukemi but it's called um kaishi waza i don't speak japanese so apologies to any japanese uh, listeners if i've uh, butchered that pronunciation um loosely translated kaishi waza are reversal for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.